0: Welcome to this week's episode. My name is Ashton and I'll be your host. We're honored to have the remarkable Lori Knowles Jimenez with us this week. If you don't know Lori already, you're going to love her by the end of this show. Lori is the general manager and director of New Beginnings Nutritionals and has been a longtime supporter of TACA. She leads a team of incredible people who love to serve, educate, and equip families living with autism, specifically with nutritional supplements based on lab testing and doctor recommendations. They are trusted around the country and many families rely on them for their monthly supplement needs. Lori's story is amazing and as she shares, I hope that you pick out pieces and tools that you can use along your own journey. Before we jump in, I wanna encourage everyone listening to look up the chapter locations and times for National Coffee Talk Day on April 21st. The times and locations can be found at talkanow.org backslash events. Well, without further ado, let's jump in and listen to my conversation with Lori Knowles Jimenez. We really hope you enjoy. Well, uh, Lori, thank you so much for joining me today. Let's um, jump right in here and just uh, have a little conversation. How about it?
1: That sounds great. Thank you.
0: Awesome, thanks for taking the time today to um, share with the TACA community and and just encourage people. Um, I'd like to start by you just sharing a little bit about your um, journey in the autism community, kind of what got you involved and, and what's kept you in it.
1: Well, I don't think any of us ever come willingly into the autism community. We come kicking and screaming. But um, my fourth child, uh, who was my surprise baby, I was diagnosed with autism at two and a half, and um, it was, as most people would agree, completely you know, upends your world. And eventually, when I got out of my grieving mode, I decided I was going to look wherever I could to find out how I can help my child. And luckily, I had key people intervene and talk to me about the diet and different things. And so I started researching, buying books, going to conferences, uh, getting online, and talking to other autism communities out there and other people. And I discovered that there was a whole different uh, way of dealing with autism that was different from the pediatrician that diagnosed my child. Um, So I decided that I was going to be one of those parents who looked under every rock to find out whatever I could do to help my son. Once I did that, um, I was hooked because as mm-hmm. I started treating him and changing his diet and adding supplements, I saw him get better and better. Mm-hmm. And um, I just realized that he was very sick after doing lab testing to see all the, the, the abnormal markers showing all sorts of things going on with him, that we started treating these things with a doctor's help. And um, over a period of four and a half years, he got better and better. Wow. Um uh, Often very slowly, but eventually after four and a half years, uh, he became quote unquote neurotypical or normal and no longer is on the
0: spectrum. Wow. That's an amazing testament to what can happen when you really go after everything that you have resources and access to. Very true. What's kept you in the community? I often find or hear stories of families who will have a great recovery story and then they're kind of gone yeah. from from the community. Yeah.
1: Well, I think a couple things have helped me. I was so passionate about what I was doing that I sought to find a career in this field, helping other people. Um, and so, being able to work. and have a passion about what you're doing and being able to help people and make a living at the same time is a real plus for me. And that has really made a difference. So I've stayed very, very um, connected with people Mm -hmm. and I have been on the speaking circuit. And I have to say of everything that I do, talking to parents Mm -hmm. in a presentation forum, at a conference, and then one-on-one afterwards is probably the most satisfying, rewarding thing that, that I could say I've ever done. And I hope to never, ever not be in that situation where I can still continue to encourage parents because I know what it was like to be back there with a newly diagnosed child and overwhelmed and scared and they need hope. And I have a story that can, that can give them hope. And as long as that's being well-received and I'm making a difference, I'm going to keep doing it.
0: Yes. You know, that's a, it's a perfect picture of how our pain can have purpose. Yes, exactly. And, and we can really take our story and allow it to impact somebody else for the better. Um, And it really makes the thing that we went through have some kind of purpose. Yes.
1: Yeah. There's nothing like going through something like this that changes you as a person and, almost always it's for the better. And I don't think I'd go back to who I was before all this happened to me because I was, I just didn't know so much stuff that I know now that, that really helps my life, you know, and helps the people around me in my life. So I agree yeah. with that. Mm-hmm.
0: So for for your son in particular, uh, I've heard you speak before, supplementation did play a pretty big role in his recovery. Um, yeah. For families that are out there who are kind of like supplementation, I don't even know where to start. Um, this mm-hmm. is overwhelming. If I were to go to a website, there are about a thousand different things that I could try. If I go and listen to a lecture or a webinar, so-and-so tells me I have to start here, so-and-so tells me I have to start here. What are what are some things or some starting places that you really encourage families in so maybe they don't feel so overwhelmed? Yeah.
1: I remember when I went to my first doctor's appointment and, and, um, you know, I got my list of supplements and there was quite a long list of them and it was very overwhelming. But one thing she told me, this doctor, they said, start with one thing at a time mm-hmm. and don't add too many things and give it three, four days, even longer if you have to. And I think before a parent uh, you know, once you go and you get lab testing from a doctor and you start to walk through the process of seeing what's going on, supplements and different types of things are going to be starting to be added in. But parents, initially, on the outset, and when I'm at conferences and they haven't been to a doctor yet, mm-hmm. what I tell them is, you know, if you haven't started taking away wheat and dairy, that's a really good place to start. My son started talking in sentences within. Uh, four or five days of removing those two foods where he That's basically had almost no language. So you can get often a really nice response. And it's really encouraging, even though removing wheat and dairy is not easy by any means. But it's probably normal- a lot
0: easier today than it was when you did it. Yes, very true. <laughs> very, very
1: true. Um, so the other thing is that our children are so Uh, nutritionally deficient. And it's Mm -hmm. because lots of reasons. Um, They're not absorbing their food. They're picky eaters. Um, There's digestive enzyme issues going on. Mm -hmm. They need all the help they can get. And our brains do not function well. Our bodies do not function well if we are nutritionally deficient. And so adding a really good multivitamin that is designed for kids on the autistic spectrum can make a huge difference in how they act and how their brain works and just calming them down, helping them be more um, attentive and alert. Um, that can make a big difference. So I suggest going there at the very mm-hmm. first, doing a good multivitamin. Uh, there, It needs to be autism friendly because the multivitamins for children out there have things like copper in them that mm. children with the spectrum should not be supplementing with copper unless a lab test shows that they are low. Otherwise it could be toxic for them because some kids have too much and adding even just a little bit more can actually cause them to have a bad reaction. So getting an autism friendly supplement is really important. New beginnings has, um, a wide variety of supplements for autism, and we have one that's very well received, very popular, called Spectrum Mate, and it is, has almost everything they need in one, either powder form or capsule. And um, because it's Autism Awareness Month, we're offering 20% off on that. So anybody, this awesome. is a good time to try it if they want to. And we're not the only one out there that has a good multivitamin for autism, but it's one that, that a lot of people like and I recommend.
0: That's a really great place to start and really great encouragement of starting with a diet to kind of increase your own confidence. Yes, in everything before you become very, very overwhelmed with different supplementation pieces. Yeah. And you sent a really great question over to me just about things that you have done or did with Daniel beyond the biomedical treatment world. Uh, can you speak to some of that and just some things that really made a difference in his recovery that were maybe outside of that, um, yeah. the medical side?
1: Yes, well, um, the biomedical is critical. But I also, you know, we worked with a speech therapist, which he really needed for quite a few years. He had global delays, motor, large and fine motor delays. So we worked with occupational therapists. And I also got ABA involved too, because we, did, we didn't do the 40 hours a week, but we brought in a great ABA person who was very, um, very positive play oriented who taught him a lot of his social skills and play skills that he needed to develop and so we did that for a few years to help catch him up to his peers and so I I was just one of these parents who wanted to try everything and I was willing to do what I could to make um every part of his life better and more well-rounded. So we knew that he was struggling with social skills and play skills and pretending to play. We created, Mm -hmm. um, we created programs that helped him to learn how to do that. So that was very, very beneficial for us. And last but not least, um, one of the things I believe that made such a difference for Daniel was I decided that as a mom, I wasn't going to just let the therapists do the work with him. I learned from the therapist exactly what they were doing with him. And I continued his therapy 24/7 around Mm. the clock. So I was a mom that expected him to look me in the eye whenever I addressed him and would constantly engage him with the world around me and, and him and would take him to the store and, and make it a learning lesson and, you know, give him an orange and talk about it and bake him you know, say the color orange or smell a flower. I just constantly engaged his mind. And one of my favorite stories is, um, you know, my son, when he was three, he got a new pair of one of those light up tennis shoes and and broke my heart because he didn't even notice it. He didn't care. Mm -hmm. And so I decided that I was going to teach him to be aware of those and make him care. And so we spent the whole day um, making a big deal of his tennis shoes. And And everybody who came in, I made him lift his leg up and show it and say, Daniel, say, see my new shoes? And we'd all get excited all over it. And we did this ad nauseum all day long, making a big deal about his shoes. And when his father came home for work that that evening, he ran up to the front door to his father all by himself and lifted up his foot and said, see, daddy, new shoes. And it just showed me that, As parents, we're with him more than those couple hours a week that the therapists are with him. So we have to keep drilling in what they need to create those pathways, those neuronal connections in the brain to help them to start making those connections and helping them to start recognizing if I have this thing happen, then I need to respond this way. And really, Mm. a parent who becomes the therapist every day 24/7 to their best of their ability can make such a huge difference with what happens with that child mm-hmm. and how much faster they come into our world mm-hmm. you know out of autism
0: mm-hmm. gosh that is such a important piece you know so often parents are are juggling so many things but what you're speaking to of really taking it on as a personal assignment in essence. Really, you're a testament to what that can do. You know, I, I would imagine that there are probably a lot of parents out there who are beginning the journey, and they feel just really, um, I, I don't even know if I can do this. I don't know where, you know, I can get support, those kinds of things. Talk is a great resource for, for families, and we'll, we'll put in some links and things like that at the end as well. But if if there was just one thing that you could say to like a new family, or maybe it's something that you often do say to families when you're meeting with them, what would that be?
1: My main thing that I would say is autism is treatable. And many of the symptoms that you're seeing with your child are based on a medical issue that you've got to figure out and find out all that's there. So testing has to be done because until you see those results, it's really hard to get a grasp of everything that's going on with your child. And when I finally got those lab tests done, and I'm looking at all those abnormal markers showing that he wasn't digesting his food, showing that he had huge levels of pathogenic bacteria in his intestinal tracts. He had multiple varieties of pathogenic yeast in his mm-hmm. intestinal tract That showing that he had all these food allergies and his body was reacting negatively to a good portion of the foods that he was eating. Okay. And when I learned that that, how that would, all those things would change his behavior and affect how he acts, it made me realize that it's not just some thing that that nobody gets better from. It's a medical condition that you can fix and you can heal. And so going after all of those issues that show up on the lab tests, gives you the roadmap Mm -hmm. of how do I attack this one at a time? First, we're gonna take out those foods that he's allergic to. And then mm-hmm. maybe we look at the yeast and the bacteria and the doctors give you different types of herbs and things or, or even sometimes prescriptions to attack those issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, my son had so many problems. And when I realized the medical underlying things going on, I realized it gave me it gave me hope that there was things to do. And the reality is, Ashton, everything that we treated him on, I saw improvement along mm-hmm. the way. And so sometimes it's two steps forward, three steps back, but for the most part, we were making more and more progress as we went along, more words, more awareness, you know, better receptive language. It just Mm -hmm. blew me away. And so parents need to, to take it at a pace that they can handle, but do the first thing and then put one foot in front of the other. Find a doctor who knows about how to treat children, and that mm-hmm. um, a MAPS doctor or a Dan doctor that knows what to do to how mm-hmm. to, to do the right type of testing for your children and then guide you along the way.
0: Mm-hmm. My favorite thing that you said was it gave you a roadmap. Yes. And I think oftentimes when you start any kind of journey that that seems overwhelming, having a roadmap gives you a process to follow. Right. And right. And what you're talking about is really, finding a team to come alongside you yes. and to help guide you down that roadmap because there may be stumbling blocks and, and like you're saying you might go two steps forward and a couple of steps back but when you have that team around you they can help you overcome those hurdles together. That's so that's such a beautiful way to look at it.
1: And having education and that's one of the things I love mm-hmm. about TACA. they have meetings where you can come and you can learn. And as a mom, the more I learned about all of these issues that are common in autism, and I talked to other moms who were telling me what they were doing with their children, it gave me the confidence to take that next step myself. And then if you have a problem or you're struggling or you're not sure about something, you've got that network and that group to talk to and get you through that and get you through it and on to the next thing. And. You know, I just think what Taka does with their education program and how they support you and they give you information and links and names of doctors and, you -hmm. know, suggestions of supplements. I mean, there's just nothing that, you know, that's so beneficial. So I just, I love what Taka is doing because if I I would have loved to have had Taka, you know, uh, 12 years ago when I was starting this journey. So,
0: yeah, well, it's like putting different tools in your toolbox that you can go pull out when you need them. And what's interesting, you know, speaking of having like meetings and things like that, you might go to a meeting or you might listen, you know, to a podcast or a webinar or whatever, and it might not apply to you right now. That resource might not apply to your, to where you are on your roadmap, but it might in a year. Yes. yes. And you might need that resource in a year. And so, so it's always taking those tools and putting them in your toolbox for when you need them. I love that. I love that. You know, I, I love that you have a story that gives people hope. I love that you're willing to share your story and you're willing to boldly point people in the right direction. You've stayed in it. I, you know, I've talked to many parents in the community who know you. You are an inspiration to them. Your willingness to stay in this and fight for the next person, the next family coming along has meant the world to so many families around the country. And so I'll speak for them. I, thank you. Thank oh, you for welcome. being willing. You know, now I want to kind of jump into maybe like just a little, some little fun questions and and just have a little fun at the very end, but, and and you still might go, hey, I want to put some more tools in families' hands here as well. So feel free to do that too. But uh, one question I like to end with is, uh, what are two books that you're reading or you have read recently that you're loving that might be an encouragement or just something fun for people to read? Yeah, that's
1: probably the worst question to ask me because <laughs> once, once I had kids, I stopped reading for pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's funny because if I was reading, it was either something, uh, some kind of self-help thing or or it was something that's fed me spiritually. And I think that pretty much what I'm reading now falls into that category because I believe that as a mom going through this and dealing with kids and difficult family issues that, that we have to, we have to find time to fill ourselves up and whatever it is that you need. And for me, uh, spiritual encouragement and, you know, getting closer to, uh, God and getting, having that faith, you know, that gets me through tough times is everything. And, If you're working full time and and at home with little kids, uh, whatever, it just, sometimes it's hard to pick up that book and and read just for fun. I will do it sometimes when I'm traveling, but for most part, you know, it's just something here and there, you know, uh, the Bible, the, you know, different, different spiritual books for me. So I don't really have a, a great answer there for you.
0: I love, I love the encouragement though, to really take the time to invest in yourself. I think a lot of times when you're fighting for somebody else, you kind of can put that to the side, but you also need a little encouragement.
1: I am initially on, I was reading autism books, you know, every book about autism, there's a lot of great books out there now. So it's amazing how much you can learn. I remember the first book that I ever read was Dr. Shaw's Biological Treatments for Autism and PDD. And that's the book that basically lit a fire under me and showed me that I needed to do a lot of different things with Daniel. And so books, you know, uh, that are involving, there's so many good books now written by moms, I've recovered kids. There's so much out there. And I think sometimes picking up a book like that can really help educate you and get you excited and give you that hope that you need to take the next step.
0: Yeah, that's so true. Just whatever it is that can kind of spur you on. Right. to the next thing. Okay, here's one last question. Um, what's one family activity or maybe just a memory that you have of an activity that you would encourage families to try?
1: Well, I, I didn't know what I was going to say to this one, but when my son was young, one of the most favorite things that we did as a family is, is we went camping. Mm. And camping is something that, if you have the people involved that are into it enough to make it happen, and that's not the case with every family, but we both liked it enough and we kept doing it even after Daniel's diagnosis. And it was a really good time to get out into nature. And um, even when he would have his meltdowns and be struggling, we would put him in the car seat and play Barney tapes on the (laughs) the radio (laughs) to calm him down. But for the most part, he really loved it and it was good for the family to do normal things. And I think, it's important to take the time and to get away and to do things, especially if you have more than just your child with autism because those other siblings need to feel Mm. like they're not neglected and that there are still fun things happening with the family. And, you know, it gets easier the more you do it. And the more your child gets better by doing these types of biomedical intervention, it gets to be less and less difficult. But I really encourage that if it's not camping, which can be really great. And of course it's, you're not on top of other people. And so it's a little bit easier with camping to have tantrums and stuff like that, not upset other people. But I have to tell you, it was just a really great experience for our family. So, you know, I just would encourage people that, that, that would do that and, and have the resources mentally, emotionally and, and, you know, tents and everything else to, to give that a try.
0: I love hearing what other, families have found to be like their kind of thing. It may not be somebody else's, but somebody else might hear that and they might go, "You know what? I thought maybe camping wasn't a possibility for us." And then all of a sudden they hear, well somebody else tried it, why not? Let's try it. That is so, super cool. Yeah. yeah.
1: So easy when you're overwhelmed dealing with a child that you just you let the rest of the life just go by you. And I just remember talking to my, my children. I have, Daniel has three older siblings and they, they feel like that, that, that all the attention goes to the child with autism and that's very difficult for them. And often they jump in and they help and they understand, but overall, I think in the midst of it, parents need to take the time out to do fun things with the whole family, make it, make that a priority.
0: I love that. I love that. I love that you're, you were able to have those conversations with your uh, other kids as well, because then you were able to see what their needs were and you were willing to meet those needs. So that's a, that's wonderful. Well, you know, I I wanted to end uh, just with one slight curveball question. Not too crazy, but Daniel is 17 now.
1: He's 18 now.
0: 18. Okay. Um, What's one thing you're hoping for him in the next year?
1: Well, he got accepted to KU, Kansas University, wow. and he is going to college in the fall. And, you know, he's handled school so well in high school that I'm not all that worried about him, but I would, I'm hoping that, that he can navigate just being in college and making that whole new set of friends and being able to deal with his schedule and, and, and do the things that he needs to do as a college. And mm-hmm. I think for anybody, um, that's a big step. Doesn't matter, you know, whether you've always been neurotypical or, you know, you come out of autism. Um, as a mom, we all worry about our children and that they're mm-hmm. going to be happy and they're going to succeed and do well in school. And so that's my goal for him to, to have a good freshman year, to be successful, to continue the good grades that he has and that he fits into college life and makes good friends and just enjoys it because you know college is a special time and I want him to be successful at it and and I I truly believe that that he has a really great shot at that
0: that's awesome well now we're all going to be cheering him on and we'll be thinking about you guys in the fall when he takes that leap and all that good stuff I appreciate I want to thank you for taking the time to hang out with me today and just talk about your story and give some advice to some young families out there who are walking a journey that you've walked. And I thank you for staying in the community and for being involved and for your uh, support of TACA. And like I said, we'll put some links in the show uh, notes for families to be able to have direct access to new beginnings and to the discount and things like that. And Some of the suggestions you gave were just incredible. So we'll make sure that they have access to all of those things.
1: Thank you, Ashton. I really appreciate it. And it was my pleasure and honor to be uh, called and asked to do this. So thank
0: you. And uh, let me know if I can be of any assistance further on. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. We hope that you have been encouraged and inspired after listening to Lori. Just a few things before we go. Please be sure to check out the show notes for all the links and specials that were mentioned and to see the different vitamins and supplements that New Beginnings has to offer. Also, I mentioned at the top of the show, but be sure and check out that list of local chapters around the country doing coffee talks next week for National Coffee Talk Day, April 21st. Go to talkanow.org events. Lastly, we would love for you to subscribe on iTunes, share with your friends and family, and leave a review so more families can catch this podcast and find the hope that Taka has to share. Have a wonderful week, friends, and until next time, let's all keep spreading hope.